Hello there, everybody, and a happy new year. Welcome new year. to 2022. <laughs> uh, here we are again with our fabulous podcast, Tales from the Doghouse, Separation Anxiety Explained. Today, you're going to be listening to me, Sarah McLaren, from the UK, from Separation Anxiety Solutions. And with me is the wonderful and marvellous Ness. Hello, I'm Ness Jones. I am in Australia from Separation Anxiety in Dogs Decoders. And also we have the lovely... I am Stacey Bell in the US with Focused Fun. Um, today, to kick off season three of Tales from the Doghouse, oh. we are going to talk about um, goals. So separation, anxiety, goals, or home alone training goals um, for your dog how to set them, which ones might be meaningful, how to get there, all of that stuff. So, um, let's get going. Sounds good. Let's go, let's go. Oh, we've got panting in the background. Oh, Mr. Big. And I know. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Big. Hello. <laughs> It's important to have goals with separation anxiety training. I mean, I guess in a in a broad sense, goals for most people with dogs with separation anxiety uh, is being able to leave the house for mm-hmm. X number of hours, whatever that looks like. For some people, it's a whole day, and for some people, it's half a day, and for some people, it's an hour or two hours. Um, yeah, because we know how much people can feel trapped. Um, when they've got a dog with separation anxiety. But that's a broad goal, um, obviously. I think it is a broad goal. And so that kind of, you know, when you're thinking about how different people set goals, I think some people like to be like really, really like pinned down um, the process almost. Um, And that's where I think for here, at least it's somewhat famous to talk about SMART goals. Um, And that was by um, Dr. Edwin Locke and Dr. Gary Latham. Um, And SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. And so really it's hammering out, it's that acronym is helping you hammer out some of the, the details of how you might attain the goal. and so as far as specific, like, what do you want to do? And so in, in our case, it might be help your dog feel more comfortable with being home alone, uh, measurable. How will you track the progress? That's easy, especially if you're, you're working with one of us, um, whether we're using the app or a Google sheet to help you <clears throat> measure your progress. Um, and have a plan for training, um, attainable, how will you do it? And that's all about the plan, right? Um, your daily plans that will incrementally increase the duration that you're gone. Relevant, um, I think every dog with, or every person who has a separate a dog that has trouble being home alone, you know, knows that this is a, of a huge relevancy to their life. 
um, mm. and is a, a big um, game changer when it comes to, you know, once your dog is, does achieve the a amount of time to, to enable you to leave the house, it, it, it does give you that big sense of freedom back. Um, I must say I've never heard of smart. Yeah, I don't know if maybe it's just a U.S. thing. Oh, it might just be that I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and different people, I think, do have different styles of goal setting. Yeah. You know, some people like to, to use something like a framework like this to really help guide them. Other people are just really big list makers. Um, there are some people who kind of come up with a, a word or a phrase um, to, to keep them going, you know, kind of like a, a mantra when things are hard or when they need some extra motivation or accountability, then, you know, these words are there for them to, to help them through. Um, I'm a list maker. Yeah. I like to make lists and I get a, I'm sure I must get a dopamine hit when I cross something off my check, list. Check mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you a and I like offer or a crosser outer? I'm a crosser offer. I love crossing those, that thing off, whatever it is. Yeah. So if yeah. I've got a list of 10 items, I'll try and, you know, work through them and just cross them each off. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> makes makes yeah. me feel good. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah, when you have a list, do you like to cross things out or check them off? <laughs> I'm a checker offer. Are you? I, I am like a, a checker tick. offer I like, as well. Yeah, I like a little tick. <laughs> uh, there's nothing better than a little tick. <laughs> you don't get a gold star and put the gold star like you know one of no, those. No, 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 just stars. a little tick. I've got there's um I've got a little app on my phone that that does little lists for you and it does the little checkbox at the side of it so you can put the little tick mm. in the checkbox what you've done it and I and I love that I love doing the little tick. Um, yeah. Not that I do much ticking, but it does make me feel good. <laughs> do it <laughs> i'm a pen and paper on, write it all down and then cross it all off myself yeah i have it on my calendar and i cross the uh, check them off there yeah i, I must admit um, to um i do like tech if i can do it on on a computer or on a phone i'd much rather do it that way than write things down i'm not entirely sure why that is but i do like that like a stick on a yeah. phone or on a computer and you can make it pretty on your computer as well and oh do stupid God. things like add well not stupid but things that add colors and stuff and you know and yeah. all that kind of thing that again kind of like helps you if it helps you along your path to your goal then whatever floats your boat really and you know if you want pretty pictures or colors or lines or ticks or whatever helps i, I love this i'm looking at this yeah <laughs> I do like this smart thing. The particular one that I liked the most, I think, right at the beginning was the specificity. Specificity. The what do you want to do, you know, because it's that, we're back to that old, if you don't know exactly what you want to do, how do you know when you've got there? And it's yeah. that, mm. there's the, what's the, there's a, there's a film in there that called Michael. Um, who was it who was in Staying Alive? Uh, the actor. John Travolta. That's him. Yeah, there's a film. Yeah. John Travolta's in a film, um, and there's a clip Stay in there alive. where they talk alive. about specifics. That's the one. <laughs> <Stay> alive. <laughs> Sorry, she went. You Carry went high then. That you went off. You went off. You went off the scale there. You completely disappeared. Mm. <laughs> so in this film, I should never sing. <laughs> I'm sure you should. I think he's joining in now. 
Um, there's a little clip in this film where we talk about specifics. I'll see if I can find it so we can put it in the show notes. But it's an excellent clip that that really brings home just how important a specific goal is. Because there's no point saying, I want my dog to stay at home for four hours because it's it's more specific than that. You know, you mm-hmm. you want your dog to be able to stay at home for uh, you know, four hours in the afternoon when you, you know, go out in the car or, you know, on in bad weather. Just saying four hours isn't enough. You need to really, really get down to the specifics. And if you can do that, then you can build a plan to aim for that particular goal and you will get a much better plan because you're aiming for something very, very specific. Um, so that's I do love that. I do love the specific side of it. My favorite part of it is the um, attainable part. Like, how will you do it? Because I Mm. think that's where a lot of us fall apart, right? Is that we, we might even set out a specific goal, but we don't know how to get there. Right. And, Mm. and so for us, we, in our heads, you know, when we're talking to maybe a a client for the first time and they're talking to us about their dog and, and in our heads, it's because we've done this and, and we've studied it. It's very natural for us to start just formulating a plan. You know, what are the pieces that we think are going to set this particular dog and, um, pet parent up for success. Um, but for them, they've never done it before. Mm. So saying, you know, even a specific goal might, might still leave them wondering, okay, well, what's the first step to getting there? Um, so obviously that's where working alongside professional will help, but also just, um, noting that maybe one of your goals is to reach out to a professional um, mm. to, to help you formulate that plan. Yeah, and we do like break it down into itty bitty pieces, <laughs> don't we? So exactly. um, we take the thinking out of it for people. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the, the easiest thing for, for someone that does reach out for a professional that we, they don't have to think about it. They just have to follow the guidelines that we set down. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah, left when left to your own devices, we always, as human beings, we always want to start with a much bigger goal than would be ideal. Yeah. You know, we always want to run run a marathon or climb a mountain or lose ten stone or you know, we never kind of like go. Well, you know, we'll just do that today. We'll just walk out of the door and come back in today. We'll just eat that you know, one less donut today, we'll walk one more step. <laughs> no one ever does yeah. that. Everybody starts with these massive goals and, and mm. then Crash and, and it all becomes, yeah, and it all becomes overwhelming. And like you said, Stacey, they, they just don't know, you just don't know where to start, do you? It's like, you know, it, it's again, we're back to, I love all these old sayings, you know, it's, we're back to that. In order to walk a thousand steps, you've got to start with one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where we really come in is giving you that first step. Well, and I think, you know, when you're thinking of, like, say I want my dog to be 
able to be home alone while I work for four hours. If I can't even get out the door without my dog, you know, showing some low level signs of anxiety, that, that pretty much seems impossible. Like, how am I going to get to four hours if I can't even walk to my door? Right. Mm. So that's the first thing. Mm. Secondly, I think a lot of times when, um, people are looking at those bigger duration goals, they will inadvertently rush their dog, like not on purpose, Mm. not to, to, you know, do any harm or anything like that. I mean, I think always their hearts are in the right place trying to, to help their dogs feel more comfortable with being home alone. But I think, especially if you have a duration and a deadline, like I need to have, my dog needs to be at four hours by the summer so I can go back by Tuesday. So I can go back to work. You know, I always say to people, it is much better to put a um, backup plan in place, get daycare, find somebody who can watch your dog so that there's not that pressure there to reach that goal, which you know, we're only human ends up pushing Mm. the dog harder than, um, than they can comfortably be left. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's, that's very common. And even, I think even with, with the ones that don't have to be at, you know, like four hours by Tuesday, even, (laughs) even for them, because they've, like you say, you know, this is something that we've studied and something that we work with a lot. So we, we know the steps to take. We know how the desensitization works. We know how to keep dogs under uh, their threshold of anxiety. We know how to work under all that. Whereas if you've never done any of this, you know, being, going out there on your own and, and deciding your own durations and your own steps is a massive thing. You know, the, you don't automatically know to not go from five minutes to half an hour. There's no... Exactly. You know, we're not born knowing that. Are we? It's something that we've got to learn. So I have actually found, and and I think that that you were alluding to this as well, Sarah, is setting. You know, you might have an overarching goals, but setting those little goals that are steps towards that big goal is Mm. a really solid way to go because number one, the goal is not overwhelming. So it feels attainable and it's easier to make a plan to get there. Um, And number two, and I think this is a really important one, um, the more little steps that you have that you can like kind of attain is um, I think the, the more wins you have, right? And the more wins you have, yeah. the more motivated you are to stick with things. Um, and so that's what <clears throat> I think all of us, um, when we're working with our clients, really try to celebrate milestones. So duration milestones and other milestones that you know maybe you don't think of until you start getting started with the process and you're like, wow, that's really yeah. a big deal. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose if we think about if you were to think about your separation anxiety journey as, as building a house, you, you, you know, you when you start off building a house, you've got this massive pile of bricks and wood and everything. And it's just an enormous pile. And somehow you've got to get that pile into uh, to look like a house. 
So when you make your plan or when your architect comes around to build your house, the first thing they look at is the foundation. So the foundation for leaving, you know, leaving your dog alone is, is that initial, can you get out of the door? Mm-hmm. And then once you've, you know, once you've got to that stage, then you start, you know, you start laying your bricks and you lay your bricks one at a time. You don't lay 300 at a time. You'd lay one brick at a time until eventually you've got all the way to the top and you put the roof on. And it's the same, it's the same thing with your separation anxiety training or, or any goal when it comes to that. You know, it's, it is mm-hmm. those tiny little, tiny little steps to get to that big goal. And I was just, there's, there's, there's a couple of books that I think we've mentioned, certainly we've mentioned Atomic Habits before, haven't we? You know what, I've got that in my Audible reading list and I still haven't listened to it. <laughs> you need to. There you go. There you go. Yes. I'm, I'm too busy is to listen to that, yeah. Um, I'm too busy listening to podcasts, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we've got Atomic Habits, which is a, um, a fabulous book for helping you to, um form tiny little habits that will help will help you achieve your goals um the other one that i've got here and i think uh stacy you said we can get it on audible is mm-hmm. tiny habits by uh, bj fogg so we'll put that on the show notes which i do have a copy of here uh only a bit like ness i haven't quite got around to it yet <laughs> i'm gonna go like that with it now there you go there you go sound effects can you hear that mm, lovely yes i <laughs> can do that there's a book <laughs> Uh, so that'll yeah, be my goal will be to read that <laughs> I might listen to that one I have um I do have other books that I'm reading right now so I have to I can I can listen to that though like in the car or whenever mm. yeah and so I think again as well we're, we're kind of at that time of year aren't we where there's there's the old new year's resolution that I never make resolutions I never make no, them. I, and that's, we're back to those massive goals, aren't we? Where it's, yeah. you know, I'm going to run a marathon, lose 10 stone, climb a mountain. I um, wonder how many people, <laughs> I'd love to see some stats, how many people that make resolutions actually achieve them. It would be mm. really interesting to know. There must be some sort of statistics somewhere. Probably. I, I can see, I think, Stacey, you know, I'm going to go on the internet. I'm going to do Stacey's <laughs> job now and go on the internet. <laughs> the interweb. <laughs> Yeah, um, interweb. Probably not a high number of them because I know, like, even just looking at, you know, so many people have the get in shape, be healthier, lose weight kind of goals. Yeah, stop eating I know chocolate. That, like, <laughs> don't say I can't eat chocolate. Um, <laughs> they have those kind of goals. So I know, like, um, a lot of the workout places and gyms and stuff like that have like really high attendance through like maybe January and then after <laughs> that it drops off so if that is any kind of judge of people's general success I would say that it's probably not not super high I think if you're going to make a new year's resolution you shouldn't do it at new year's it should just be a resolution like this is what I'm going to do this is how like you say oh everything we're talking about today this is what we're breaking it down into those little little pieces and um but don't don't choose the beginning of the month just this is now you know I think waiting till a day or a time is is maybe a bit oh I don't want to say destructive that's another word I'm looking for come on ladies 
little bit. Well, it could be overwhelming, right? Because, well, that's <laughs> because true, you yeah. have like all of these goals for like, you might have fitness goals and goals for your business and goals for your dog and goals for your relationships. And you're starting them all at the same time. Um, so yeah, I would, I would think it could be a little bit overwhelming, overwhelming not, yeah. mm-hmm. not setting yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is so the for, crux of our training, isn't it? We always yes. set the dog up for success as well. So think mm-hmm. and the people. it's nice, nice synergy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to, we want everybody to win. So I, f- I founded a, a, an article, <laughs> a study of 2000 Americans that found that a new exercise routine, hobby or cooking regime were the top habits to try last year. Um, but the average time that people stuck to their resolution was 36 days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Somebody okay. lasted a whole 18 days. Uh, it's interesting yeah, what so, we were saying before, though, um, about, <clears throat> you know, people starting something and they go too hard and then mm. they, they stop doing it because they, they have pushed themselves too hard, like for exercise or something, and they're, you know, out running 12 miles a day and then suddenly their body says I can't do this anymore and that's it they don't do it again a couch to 5k program do you Uh have those yeah Yeah. like something like that would be a really solid way to get started or to reach that goal of if your goal was to run a 5k or 10k or whatever but I have a um, you start small I had an app on my phone called zombie run (laughs) <laughs> and it's oh, really yeah. funny so you put your headphones on and it's it is tiered so you know you start off slow um and basically you're listening is kind of a story so <clears throat> you're in a um an encampment in the zombie apocalypse and they send you out to get supplies and so they tell you what to do so you're walking along and then or, or I think yeah and then they'll say right now oh there's some zombies nearby and you can hear this <sighs> They're saying you better get a bit quicker, and so you kind of they're like, quick, maybe jog now for five, you know five seconds, and then stop, and then ten seconds, and they gradually build you up till you get to your That's five so pace. Funny. Yeah, it's and it's <sighs> all these zombie noises. It's hilarious. <laughs> that sounds fabulous. That sounds. It like, is. I yeah, highly like recommend that. that. Yeah, it. And I did yeah. it. I didn't do it for. I, actually, I didn't. It's not. It's one of those habits I didn't continue. But um, I found it really motivated me <laughs> hearing this. <sighs> And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we like funny. that. I'll oh. see if I can find it now. Um, I was just—I was reading. There was an article I was uh, reading the other day that was talking about uh, a similar kind of thing about about, about exercise and about this, you know, uh, starting small and that you know the amount of time it takes for uh, something like an exercise regime to become a part of your life rather than something that you're just doing because you feel that you should um mm-hmm. and I think they were they were saying that we're talking probably a good a year at least oh, wow. before before everything starts to kick in before your body starts to really respond to the exercise before your bones start to become denser because of the exercise mm-hmm. and your heart and your lungs and everything and all those parts of your body that you are wanting to make better that it takes such a long time before it all takes effect so you might do um, like, you know, like the couch to 5K. But if, if that's all you did after 12 weeks, you'd only be at a certain point. And if you stop then, you'll go right back to square one before you know it. Right. So the other thing as well about the goals and the, and the habits and all these things that we want to do is about 
and particularly for separation anxiety because it's not a quick fix it's not something that you're going to be able to go and do in a month or 13 weeks or something like that it's something that you are going to need to look at that long-term goal again out where we're going to be you know you're going to be looking at a year around mm-hmm. there to to you know to have some significant progress or progress that you're going to get to a point where you you might be happy with that right so that's another thing that that when we're looking at goal setting it's not these are not short-term goals this is something that's long-term because the separation anxiety is something that you want to help your dog with for life it's not just for next year mm-hmm. well and and I think that having somebody that you're working alongside. So if you, if you're not working with a separation anxiety professional, Mm. you know, is there somebody that whose dog also has separation anxiety or like if you're in Ness's group, uh, Facebook group, separation anxiety and dogs decoded. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, say that again. I missed it. Separation anxiety in dogs decoders. Join my group. <laughs> I'm Thank just you. under a thousand members. We're nearly there. <laughs> yeah, that's something to celebrate. Um, it is. So, anyways, people, being... listening people. Sorry, I was going to say, listening people, go join, get it up to a thousand. Thanks. So. Um, yes. There's a goal. Um, anyways, my <laughs> point was that that having some kind of accountability partner, whether you're working with a trainer or somebody else whose dog has separation anxiety, or you're in a group like Ness's, um, that can really help keep you on track when, um, sorry. Um, yes, so true though, Stacey, the amount of people that have, um, said to me, after they've finished a program, you really help me stay motivated because mm-hmm. if I was doing it by myself, it's, it's, I think we talked about this in another episode. Um, it's like you, you've, we, you might do it for one day or two days, then you have a few days break. And I remember Sarah, you talking about to build a habit, you need to do, you can have one, one day off, but if you start having more than one day off then it mm-hmm. stops becoming mm-hmm. a habit. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, the motivator, yeah. the motivation that we can provide, keeping people on track, and you know, how's your training going? If if they their MIA sort of thing, is invaluable in itself. I've just found zombie run. Yeah, mm. <laughs> are you going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I don't know about that, but I found it. I'm <laughs> so we've got it for the show notes, people. If you want to go and do a zombie run. <laughs> um we've got it i found it it's on google and apple so um no matter what kind of phone you've got you should be able to find it but yeah that looks like great fun and this is what we want in it is is the is games things that are not not just games but things that whatever it is that floats your boat that will help you achieve Mm -hmm. the goal that you're aiming for so if you know when you think of um me and stacy and ness whoever floats your boat that's who you're going to go and work with you know, whether it's somebody who's funny like me or somebody <laughs> with a strange accent like Ness or, <laughs> or, or somebody from the deep south like Stacey. You know, yeah. whoever it is that y'all. you want to work with, that's y'all. That's where you're going to go. Um, and that's 
you know, that's what, it, in order to achieve a goal, find anything that you can to help you to get towards that goal, whatever it may be. I just want to mention Although, that I've just been sitting here chatting with you guys and for no yeah. reason whatsoever, my glasses just started fogging up because it's so humid over here at the moment. So anybody Does listening... Does have anything to do with the dog panting on your lap? No, 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 no. He's, yeah, no, um, no, it's just so <laughs> humid and hot in Australia at the moment. You guys are all shivering over there in the, mm-hmm. in the Northern Hemisphere. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I just was watching and I'm going, watching you guys via Zoom and my glasses, you're getting foggier and foggier. <laughs> mm. It's not your eyesight then. Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> it could be mine. That's terrible. To the smart goals, I was thinking on there, and um, uh, the the last two, the relevance and and timely. Mm-hmm. So the you know is this relevant to your life right now? Uh, and I think for separation anxiety, it's one of those things that quite often I see people on the internet who you know it, particularly in um, breed groups because I know that a few of us are in different breed groups for you know different dogs and things or different dog training groups. And you see people who are in there who've been in there since this time last year who are still asking for help with, you know, Mm -hmm. leaving the dog home alone. And when we talk about, you know, relevance and timely, you know, there's there's no time like now, is there? Obviously, the best time to start was yesterday, but failing that we can't do it yesterday, then today is the next best time. And it's one of those things that there's never going to be a right time. It's a bit like having a baby there's never the right time to do that there's never you know you've never got enough money you've never settled enough you've never got enough you know whatever it is that you're looking for it very rarely happens perfect timing very rarely comes across but now is always a good time yeah yeah and particularly if you're working if you're working with somebody who's guiding you through the process you know, that's part of our job is to look at the constraints that you have in your life and help build a program to set you and your dog up for success, given those constraints. Um, And so if you have time limitations or money limitations or all of the above, you know, we're walking with you through the process to try to give you the most bang for your buck or to use your time, you know, as efficiently as you can, or, you know, which we do anyways, but, you know, it's, I think really helpful to have somebody walking alongside you to help you through that, um, those decision points. So if somebody said to you, I want to train my dog so I can leave them home alone how would you say to them they should break it down so not that big broad goal about talking about that specificity it's a tricky word to say try and say it like 10 times really fast specificity 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 specifics just go for that one specific (laughs) so I think I think we want to um, encourage them to have a, well, if they're trying by themselves, is this somebody trying by themselves 
or mm. working with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you tell them to somebody... go and work with the trainer. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I would encourage them to speak with their vet um, to do any uh, rule outs, pain, illness, or even if it's not a rule out, but just a contributing factor to their inability to stay home alone and to also talk about um, medication. So that would be one kind of step. Um, Another step would be to find uh, coverage for when you have to leave your dog home longer than they can handle. Um, And your third step might be what can your dog comfortably do now? So finding their baseline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're um, all, the, well, I was going to say they're all achievable. I guess they're not always all achievable, but at least mm-hmm. it's uh, at that first step. It's taking that first step, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and at least went like, and back to um, the circle of, I've got doom in my head now, but it's not that easy to think. So what is it? <laughs> circle of doom. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the circle of doom it's precisely the opposite um you know that that first step as in all things we again get that little dopamine hit and that you know we, we're finally doing something and we're doing something productive which yes. makes us feel that we're actually getting somewhere so whatever it is you know just if just do something yeah whether it's mm-hmm. the vet or, or getting you you know go buy a camera so you can set it up to have a look and see mm-hmm. what your dog's doing or you know setting up yeah. your laptop so you can see what they're doing or asking your neighbor or you know finding like Stacey said someone to look after your dog you know just do something anything will make you feel like you're being productive and you'll you'll feel a whole lot better about the process yeah I had a, a lady booking with me for a program and and we were just sent she hadn't started at the time she wasn't starting for a couple of weeks and um she said, I just feel so much better just having made that first step to book in the mm-hmm. program. I already feel better about it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, if your first, even if your first step is just coming up with a plan, having a plan a lot of times will help you feel so much better about mm. um, the goal being achievable. Um, so I think that's huge. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Okay. The entire podcast is interspersed with. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He's just he's being a bit needy this morning. Oh. A blessing. Right here. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Okay, thank you for listening to Season 3, Episode 1, our first episode of the new year, 2022, all about goal setting. Let's get you started, uh, get your training started and get you on the path to resolving your dog's separation anxiety. I am Ness Jones. I am from Australia and also from separation anxiety in dogs decoded. And I am Stacey Bell in the U.S. with Focus Fun Dogs. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Focus Fun Dogs. And my website is focusfun.net. And you've been listening to me, Sarah McLaren from the U.K. from Separation Anxiety Solutions. 
And like everybody else, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook and on my website at separationanxietysolutions.com. So don't forget you can listen to us on all major platforms and some less major ones, Stitcher and Twitcher and strange names like that. We are also available on Amazon and Audible, so please feel free to come along if you can find somewhere to leave a review. That would be wonderful and marvellous. And you can give us a nice gift for the new year. So your goal for this year's uh, uh, podcast is to give us as many reviews and happy faces uh-huh. as possible. Uh, so until next time, have a wonderful week and we'll see you again soon. Bye. 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 Thank you.